God brings us through many things. He's kind of in preparation. Uh, he's preparing us to get us ready. And the process is not the end of the story. The process is, well, we'd like to skip the process, but actually we need the process. And his faithfulness, he brings us through. And uh, our focus really needs to always be on this issue of loving him and with the love of God, loving one another. And uh, to pursue how to, how to love one another rather than uh, how to get what we want or to achieve what's on our agenda uh, is, a, is a very important uh, kind of adjustment of focus that we probably, most of us, constantly have to make. Lord, please give me this, please do that, please bless me with this. Yeah, but how about, Lord, please show me how to love my brother, how to love my sister, uh, pursuing that. Uh, in the recognition that God has made that provision for us. You remember that the very best that we could ever do or be was not good enough for God. God is so right, God is so good that we could never, ever achieve that. He recognized that. And so what did he do? He loved us so much that he gave himself for us. So that we actually get the benefit of his righteousness. Uh, so he can make us just as right as he was. We're holy as he is holy. Isn't that good? No, I can't make it. No way I can ever get there. Never going to be good enough. Or, look what Jesus has done. To allow me to share in his righteousness. That's too focused, you know. And uh, God has made that we have that focus of what he's done. And of course, helpful in that is to see ourselves... As he sees us. How does he see us? He says, look, I loved him so much that I gave my own son in his place. That we might come into an increasing grasp and understanding of that is really our prayer. And it's a prayer that we're encouraged to pray. Of course, if I succeed... By the grace of God, in seeing me as he sees me, hmm, I probably have quite a good relationship with myself. Probably even love myself. Which is fairly critical. Different to falling in love with myself. But loving myself is fairly critical to actually fulfill what God wants. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, very difficult to actually fulfill that very important commandment. And in these days, God is reminding us again and helping us to celebrate this, this great salvation. I don't want ever to get tired of that, of the fact that Christ died for me, that he uh, reached out and chose to set his love upon me. And bring me into actually knowing 
God himself. And that's just such an amazing, wonderful thing. Dealt with the issue of sin. The Bible talks about being justified, just as if it had never, ever been done. Just as though I'd never, ever sinned. Made right with God through Christ himself. And I want us to, and I believe this is what God's saying to us at this time, that the, the whole thrill of that, the reality of that, um, comes to us afresh. I always think it should be like that, but there are particular seasons in God, and we believe that this is the particular thing that God is, is giving to us. And so this is what we're doing at this time. Uh, we're entering an, an intensified time of, of celebration and thankfulness. So that we, by telling our own story, by speaking out what God is doing, the kind of thing that, again, we heard last week from Fatima, uh, when she came and, and spoke something of her story and, and was very open and asked for our forgiveness, and we joyfully gave that because we know what it's like to be forgiven. That's what we want, to live in the overflow of that. And, uh, you know, I've told you, I, every time I think about what God has done for Keith Marsh, I, I, there's something inside me that bubbles up and I think, oh, this is, this is my God. This is just what he's like. Or, as it was last week for Fatima, or, or like we were saying at one of the gatherings the other day, how... Uh, as we prayed, he's positioned at Festus there in McKenney in Sierra Leone to be having such a, a key role at this time. I think that, that is just, that is God. That's my God. That's what he's like. And somehow I find seeing the workings of God helps me to grasp something more of the, the heart and, and nature of God. And... Uh, I want it to constantly be like those disciples on the road to Emmaus that said, wow, did not our hearts burn within us when we listened to him, when we heard what he had to say? Uh, that is the greatest motivating factor. That is the greatest um, in basis source of enthusiasm that causes us to move into this next phase of what God's got for us. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our sight. Just imagine that. All of us, released from cultural boundaries and limitations, to actually the explosively excited saying, Wow! This is marvelous! Not because we've drummed it up, not because we've hyped it, but because we actually are experiencing it and seeing this is what God's doing. Well, I, I really want that. I want us to have the thrill of being led by the Spirit. Those little nudges that God gives, that supernatural leadings. Uh, and I recognize, uh, much as I might want this, I can't, I can't be, it doesn't work like this. You ought to be more excited doesn't work anymore than it used to work when my parents used to say to me well if you'd have seen what it was like in the war 
you'd be more appreciative of what's happening. It didn't work. I wasn't there. It, can't, it doesn't happen by haranguing. It doesn't happen by moaning. And so it doesn't even happen by explaining. We could teach about the truth of the gospel from now. And it, there's, there's a basis that's good, basis of teaching, as God anoints his word. But it's the application, the experience, the, the day-to-day expression of that. And so as God has been leading us, we felt, hmm, can't get to where we want to go. Uh, it's not going to happen like that. And we want to talk about uh, vision. But you see, for us, vision's never about what we're going to do or where we're going. Vision from the day we begun is about how we are. And actually, when you come back to what God wants, that's essentially what he wants. The other things he can just add is seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. And all these other things just get tossed in. And so we want to come back and, and recognize just the goodness of God amongst us and who he is and what he's done. And that in the same time, see that out of that joining, out of the fact that God has, has brought us together and joined our, our hearts together, and there's a oneness, that out of that flows the things he gives us to do. It's not that we've suddenly hit upon some idea or project, but it's the expression of loving God and loving one another. And it's critical that we keep clear that the very heart of it is and must be that. Otherwise, we end up doing things maybe looking to be good things, but somehow the heart of expressing God's heart, God's love, God's love in us, flowing through us, one to another. You know, God's love's not made complete, according to what the Bible tells us, until we love one another with the love of God. We're not just talking about, wouldn't it be nice? We're talking about an essential ingredient and so we see that is absolutely key and critical, that whether we're talking about community resources or LNI or LCP or whatever, it all comes from that place of heart joining, being together in the purpose of God. It's interesting. I don't know if, if you've experienced this, but uh, sometimes when people come amongst us, maybe from overseas, um, they're aware of some of the things that are flowing out from us and they, they get a bit of a surprise. Not that we're telling stories, uh, not that we're exaggerating, but they get a concept in their mind that actually we must be huge. I mean, we must be far more people than we are. And, they, it's a, and all this happens out of that small base, yes, because it's about him and about him choosing when brethren dwell together in unity to command the blessing and everything flows out of that. So, to help us kind of into this, um, we've prepared a kind of um, prophetic statement. And we're going to have a look at that right now.
we live from a different source. It starts with God, his power to save, his word to us, and his grace to live by. A supply that restores our hearts, renews our minds, and re-establishes our relationship with him and with others. This living water nourishes us, helps us stand for what is right, and brings positive change wherever we tread. It thrives on a radical lifestyle that is constantly moving forward. A daring journey of giving, of breaking through, of demonstrating obedience, and always with a thankful heart. It has the hallmarks of love, serving, and peace. To know wholeness, to experience fulfillment, and to overflow with stuff that is beyond us. It just bubbles up and seeps out. It's a wholehearted submission that frees us from ourselves, ushering in God's creative rule and resolution right here, right now. It doesn't seek fame or fortune. It may be scoffed at and knocked back, but it cannot be ignored. It is outrageous in its concern for others, ridiculous in its hope, and extreme in its expectation of miracles. This is the purpose of God. This countercultural, life-affirming, world-changing energy unleashed in a people that have a covenant to see it through. We are the people of Lifeline Church. What do you think? Come on, guys. Remember what I said earlier? We're breaking out. What do you think? If West Ham had just scored the winning goal, would you make a stronger response? (laughs) All right, so we're going to break down... You'll get the the detail of that uh, later on. But um, when the leaders came together, and I was sharing some of these things on Tuesday, uh, I asked them to uh, prepare something because the best way to actually gain what we're saying, apart from God's direct revelation and his word being unfolded to us, is as we hear of his dealings, like we experienced last week. And so uh, they're going to be sharing with us this morning their own expression. I got Jamie to uh, share um, on Tuesday, and I asked him just to kind of refresh if he would just bring that again now today. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be the same as this. It doesn't have to be the same style. But what we're talking about is expressing something of our thankfulness and celebration. So I was saying to the leaders on Tuesday that sometimes uh, you can become a little bit over-familiar. And um, I wanted to, to be, I wanted my heart to be open to God for him to remind me, particularly what I've got in being part of us. And so I've called this, I, I thank God I'm part of us. And... I've been accused of watching too much uh, West Wing, so there's a little bit of a West Wing influence in it, and there's a particular character who's a speechwriter called Toby Ziegler, and I just got a quote from him here. He says, We're a group, we're a team, 
from the president and Leo on through, we're a team. We win together, we lose together, we celebrate and we mourn together. And defeats are softened and victories sweeter because we did them together. You're my guys and I'm yours and there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I thank God that Nathan and Phil stood with me. They couldn't in intermediate for me, but they were with me. I thank God I had the chance to confront some of our young people who got caught up in negative behavior because I got to see them make changes which would help them in the future. I thank God I can play the clown with our youth and they don't disown me. I thank God that when I've acted like a fool, the people who love me won't let me get away with it. They may laugh at me when I've got worked up or they may tell me off. They usually know what I need. Sometimes they don't get it right and I thank God that he gives us all a second chance. I thank God that he knitted me close to Jeremy when things were difficult so I could celebrate with him when I saw a breakthrough. I thank God I'm surrounded by faithful people near and far. I know Leroy and Agatha, when they say they're praying for our needs every day, they will be. I will get an email from Misha in Ukraine with a word of encouragement just at the right time. I know that Sally can check in on Lucy when I'm out of the country, even when she needs a cup of milk. And I know that Dor will use his day off to help me do a dump run, even if we haven't hung out in a long time. I know that when Sia asks me, how am I doing, he means it. And I know when PJ takes the piss out of my clothes, he probably doesn't mean it. <laughs> or maybe he does, but it doesn't matter anyway. I know Avril cares and understands, even when she's doing her present but not present thing. Because she had come back to me days later to say, here's some additional thoughts that I've had for you. Obviously, my immediate family have been really important in showing me what God is like, but I've skipped over them because you might think they would have done it anyway. Um, I'm thankful God has placed me with unsuspecting heroes of the faith. People like Andrew Tizard working to identify what causes epilepsy. Sheila, who's always praying for us on every journey. When a car just missed hitting us in Zimbabwe, I see an angel that she positioned taking that vehicle. When Moses raises his voice in the prayer meeting, I see a different side to the quiet man. When Toby gives away all of his clothes without means to replace them out of obedience to a nudge. When Steve Hooper has a meeting with the top dog of HSBC to encourage him what God is saying. When Peter Ferugia, who, uh, who prophesied the color of the house that God would provide. People like Ken, who's always available for any medical or horticultural need, big or small. Whether it's bleach in the eye, an ingrown toenail, or an unexplained rash on my bum. <laughs> or a bent amethyst. That's, that's a plant. <laughs> I thank God he has let me witness his works in your lives. But I thank him also that he's inspired me to ask for more. Because what I know he's given to you, he always does has given to me. How have you enjoyed being part of us? There is much more to covenant relationship than just attending meetings. Ah, uh, yeah, that's great. So that's the kind of thing, all right? Because the purpose that we're looking to is to glorify God, and as we glorify God, there's something that he works, that quickens and renews and provides for us, what frankly, as I've already said, doesn't come just by saying you ought to or uh, trying to uh, infuse and encourage. 
So, Anthony and uh, Tia um, and Debbie, we can just kind of, you can relax a little bit. You know, the, these are nice people, all right? You get very tense when I... They are nice, yes. You get very tense when I start to speak to you, but you can relax now. It's, it's the, the, look, at it's, it's Anthony. <laughs> Come on, lad. So this is, uh, this is my story. This is my song. Here's a snippet for you. Um, Claire and I have been married 20 years this year, and... Uh, Yes, I know what you're thinking. I must have been about 12 when I got married. Well, that's not far off the truth, actually. (laughs) She's a cradle snatcher. What can I say? Right. But 20 years, it caused me to reflect on the goodness of God and you great people. I could go on about all the things I've seen while we've been here in those 20-odd years. Particularly the way folks have given so generously. I was recounting, we've been given... Beds, a bike, a computer, a lawnmower, a fishing tackle, guinea pigs, and probably hundreds of lovingly prepared meals. We've been loaned loads of stuff. A tent, a car, a tuxedo, games, money, and lots of books. If you're missing one, by the way, uh, so sorry about that. See me later. Um, But it's not just the stuff, is it? We've seen people move house for us when we weren't even in the country. We've seen people willingly spend time with our children, hanging out with them in ways that makes them feel loved and special. Particularly notable was the time Cameron was critically ill and being rushed to Great Ormond Street. Within moments, we had wise advice from John. We had Neil praying by Cameron's bedside. We had David Jones taking us out to accompany us and and feed us. And we had Anna Page rifling through my underwear drawer because I needed an overnight bag and she went and got it and prepared it for me. Some things have been exhilarating. To drive a minibus full of young people to their weekend away, to prepare for one of our cabarets, to stop a tent blowing away, to visit Zimbabwe, to see a friend healed, to host an international delegate, to pray over and hold a friend's brand new baby. And I want to talk to you about all the stuff I haven't yet seen, but I've run out of time. So instead, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to choose to believe that God has more in store. I pray for new adventures, new friends, and new grace. Lord, let me be carried away but by what you're doing right now and what you're set to do in the coming days. I thank God for this community where I have found my fit. I thank God for this community and the strong, the strong reliable friendships I have. I thank God that my friends challenge me about my behaviour and attitude because they want more for me, even though it might be hard to do. I thank God that my children are meeting with God and growing up. 
with others who share their faith and believe. I believe some of these friendships will remain for the rest of their lives. I thank God that he uses me to be friends with people that need him. That he has used me in situations when I don't know the whole picture. That he's put me in this community where there's always someone I can ask to help me with anything at any time. And where I'm not judged or looked down on, but loved and valued. Wow. So this is a snapshot of what I'm thankful for. Um, I'm thankful that I've been a part of this community since I moved here at 18. And you're all a part of my family. I'm thankful for Alan and Jenny. (laughs) (coughs) For Alan and Jenny, who took me into their family when I first arrived. Homesick, lonely, and made me feel at home. They shared meals with me, and they let me play with their boys in the garden. And I didn't feel quite so lonely, having left my three brothers at home. Um, I thank God for Alan's faithfulness that he used to leave the meeting early when I was on a a late shift and leave his family there and drive me from Charlotte Road to Barkingside so that I could start work at one o'clock and also be a part of meeting together. I'm thankful to God that I was able to be a part of the first Doulos team for all the challenges and the learning that I did which have informed my life. For Sue and Amanda and Avril and Julie and Sharon and probably some more who I shared house, houses with and I had fun with. I'm thankful for friends who encouraged me to go into social work and supported me at university. I'm thankful for the people who cared for me while I was away and who uh, supported me when my mum died when I, while I was there. I'm thankful for my life as a single woman. The opportunities to be on teams, to serve with Sue in the youth work, when Daniel was a young in the youth work, makes me really young, um, <coughs> and to get involved with other families and have that sense of belonging. All that got built into me and has built on as I met and married Martin and served in Mozambique. I'm thankful for learning to like my own company, for having my edges knocked off, and for learning interdependence. I'm thankful for the faithfulness (coughs) of Tia and Lynn, who make our friendship happen and faithful to me when I'm getting it wrong. I'm thankful to God for the children that he's given us, and for bringing me and for letting me see the children who were here 30 years ago are now parents and serving as leaders amongst us. I'm thankful for the privilege of serving him amongst the children now, and I'm thankful for the heart of love that he stirred in me for them. I'm thankful for life. Thank you.
Hallelujah. It's a great thing to give thanks. Come on, let's stand together a minute. It is from deep within. Not something that's superficial. Not something that's just temporary. But that deep sense of my, this is my God. Let's, let's hear some more. Let's see. Sit down a minute. Um, Richard North. Yeah. Joe. Joe in? No, Joe's not here. Oh, Joe's there, yeah. Um, Elspeth? Hallelujah. Oh, don't they look serious? Should we sing him a song, please? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I could do that. Good time, yeah. Good time. I'm, um, I'm very thankful and uh, for many things, but I'm thankful for the way that people really pray for you when, when, when you ask, and they commit, they commit to that. And um, I was just thinking back the last couple of years, you, I'm, I'm the head teacher now of a big local primary school, big responsibility. It's, it's uh, far bigger than something I could carry on my own. And there's been a couple of situations in the past couple of years and you know, obviously, I can't you know I can't say too much because obviously involves involves people. But I've been able to share, uh, and I just want to commend the intercessory team to you. I am so grateful uh, for the way that they prayed. Amongst others, I did share it also with friends. But I know that that team, uh, certainly on a couple of occasions, have really, really prayed for me, and I've absolutely seen things turn around. And I am so thankful that we're part of, you know, yeah, a group of people who are committed to one another. If you ask, the support is there. You have to ask, and that's something I've learned, you know, tell people, share it with them, be vulnerable. And, you know, there's some things you, you, you can say in front of a meeting, but draw your friends to one side or let the intercessory team know, and they will pray for you. And I have seen situations just turn like that and God has delivered me in those things and I'm thankful we're part of a people like that praise God hey it's a prayer answering God I, I want us to to grasp and that's why sharing what God's doing is so important just how key this praying not only for one another but for other situations and then recognizing how God is answering prayer because there's far more happening than we ever get to hear about. So, Joe, It's interesting because um, people have faithfully prayed um, for a situation we've been in. Um, it's to do with Micah at school. Um, and for a long time, people have faithfully prayed for him. I can name um, Sue and Richard, T, Naomi. Goodness, I can keep going. Uh, Debbie. Well, I don't want to leave anyone out, so I'm going to stop just in case I do. Um, just because it's so valuable, that's why I don't want to leave anyone out. Um, Mike has had a lot of difficulties in school, and I've shared this before. Um, and at the beginning of last year, I prayed for a particular teacher for him, because I thought that that's what he needed. Interestingly, God knows best, because he gave him a different teacher. Um, and throughout that year... 
it's been exceptional for him. She has really gone beyond what she needed to do for him. She would go out in the playground and watch him play so she could feed back to me what was going on for him. She would watch him in the classroom. She would she would basically do what I wanted to do in the classroom for him. And right at the end, um, we're having a meeting, and I, 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 God reminded me this afterwards. She said to me that he, Micah, had touched her heart, and she went like this. And right at the beginning, when we were praying for him, we all prayed that a teacher would be touched that God would touch a teacher's heart for him. And I didn't know that was happening. So if you track back, I thought I was worried that he'd got the wrong teacher and, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? So I started worrying, but God knew right at the beginning what he was doing. And um, she said, we prayed that she would see him as he is, and he's a friendly, kind, loving boy, and she saw that. All the other, t- Unfortunately, some of the other teachers didn't see that. They saw the behavior. And that was it, unfortunately. But she saw what God wanted her to see. So I am so thankful to God that he is in the bigger picture for him. And that he knows best. Because if it had gone with a teacher maybe that I wanted, who knows? But that's beside the point now. But I am just so thankful for those people that faithfully prayed for that situation. That kept praying, even though I didn't always feed back what was going on. But kept faithfully praying for that. And for all those mums out there, when you send your little dot into school and you say goodbye to them, just trust God because he's in the bigger picture of that. And it's really hard when you're waiting for a phone call that your son has done something at lunchtime and you're anxious, but God is there. God is looking after them. And he is far better at looking after them than what we ever are. And he is in the bigger picture for them even though we don't always see it straight away. So I am so thankful for what God has done for Micah. And I'm trusting him now for the year ahead that he is going to continue to thrive and do really well at school. Amen. Thanks, Thank you. Praise God. Oh, man, isn't God good? Wow. Are you enjoying this? Hallelujah. Any, anybody wanted to say anything about Soul Survivor? Want to say anything about that? No? Okay. You, you were, James. All right. Okay. All right. I haven't forgotten you. I just wanted to make sure. Nobody else. Just James. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I forget how my intellectual level is so sharp that I have to leave room for other people to catch up. I'm so humble, I'm almost proud of it. (laughs) Else. There's lots and lots of things I could say, but um, these are a few things that came to mind. Um, I want to thank God for showing me who he made me to be and for all of you who stood with me as I was finding out who I was. Um, I want to thank God for putting faithful people around me who don't accommodate me but challenge me even when I don't like it and continue to challenge me. I'm really thankful for Phil, for his love, his friendship, his fun, his thoughtful approach to life. 
I'm really thankful for my children and the joy as well as the challenges that they bring me. I'm so grateful for the way that God's spoken to me over the years, giving me glimpses into his plan and the purpose for them that causes me to pray in faith. I can't describe the joy that rises when I see God's plans come into reality. And I'm really, really thankful for all of you who've invested in my children. I'm thankful for the time that Sheila and her prayer group were praying for Hannah, even though I didn't know that they were doing that, because what they were praying was exactly what we were praying. I'm thankful for all the time that John and Dawn have been willing to spend with us over the years, because they've never been too busy to invest. I'm so grateful that God repairs damaged relationships and gives me a second chance when I've bogged it up. And they become stronger than I could have imagined because of him. I'm thankful to Martin for his friendship when we arrived in this community. Because he reached out to us and because of him we met John and Dawn and we're here. I'm thankful for the times of serving alongside some of you. For getting our sleeves rolled up, for example, when we were digging Jill's garden and for the fun that that was. I'm thankful for all the people who rescued our tent from being blown away. And I'm really thankful for Teresa who came and said to us, it's okay, I know where your car keys are when they were lost. I'm thankful for Neil and Christina loaning us our car, their car so that we could go on holiday. I'm thankful for particular friends with whom there's a clear heart joining because when we get together we always discuss God's word, what he's been saying, add into each other's thinking and bring God's word to one another. And I really love taking the journey of life with you. You don't need to be surprised that much of thankfulness is about, uh, about the love of people. Because, you see, probably the most tangible um, measure of the love of God in us is about loving one another. And likewise, being loved by one another. Uh, basically, behold, all men will know that you're my disciples when you love one another. The uh, Bible says if we're not loving one another... And that's not got to be just words. It's in real things like we've been hearing. But we can't say we love God if that's not something which is being expressed. That's why you have to have community. That's why you can't express God without community. Because the love of God is made complete as we love one another. And it's measured in our love one for another. And it's understandable. Some things are hidden. Some things you get to know about afterwards. Some things are very visible. What uh, Elspeth was just brought back to mind uh, when we were on that church holiday and that storm came through and the wind. And uh, most, lots of people were off-site at that time. And, but I was there and I remember saying to someone, go around and find anybody that's around. And then I looked up literally a minute or two later and there was people coming from all directions. And I thought yeah alright you can argue that's, that's what we do but to me it was a picture of the body functioning of people who are committed one to another being prepared to, to come forth uh, and do whatever is necessary 
uh, in that situation. Praise God. Yeah, I was uh, really impacted on Tuesday's leaders meeting about um, just a sense of the love of God and this community. And uh, listening to Jamie's uh, sort of list, I, I thought, yeah, my own journey about how uh, covenant relationship with you guys and the love of God uh, expressed through you throughout my life and the impact that that's made. And uh, I've got a few people that I, w- that I want to talk about, but the interesting thing is I know that even if I miss people out, people aren't going to judge me and think, oh, he's missed me out, what about me? Because I know that your attitude is one of, of love, acceptance and forgiveness, and, that, and, that, and that's what it's about. But just as I was pondering this, there are a few things that came into my mind. I joined the church in 1993, and uh, the first people that came to my mind was Alan and Viv Fitch, who, um, they were the first people to invite me around for a meal. And uh, it's funny, but a thing like that actually really impacted me, because that wasn't, that wasn't what, what I was used to, people actually taking an interest in me and inviting me around for a meal. Um, and then, it, I think it was in the next meeting, I was standing behind Dave Simmons, and he wasn't leading the worship, but he was worshipping. And it just inspired me, his, his, his commitment and his worship and his heart. And I thought, man, this has got to be the place for me. This is amazing. Um, then, of course, I met Sally, um, which uh, revolutionized my life. And uh, Hallelujah. For, the, for the good Hallelujah. and still continues. Um, and John and Dawn's constant input into our lives, particularly me. Have you noticed, guys, it's always the man that needs adjustment, but their faithfulness in adjusting me and and helping throughout that that time. Um, Lisa and Greg's hospitality throughout the years has has really impacted me, the infamous barbecues of Greg. Um, And then just on practical things like when when I was looking for a new car, Rob Burroughs came and gave up time to help me on several occasions. Dave Gibbons helped me with cars. Paul Haycraft has helped me. Um, I want to thank God for Abigail and June for being part of my family. I want to thank James Dorman, um, who, even though it's late at night, my smoke alarms are going off, he'll still come out and, uh, you know, I want to give him something. And no, 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 that's, that's, that's not a problem. Just, just that heart just communicates. Um, Andy Garland for always encouraging me and smiling. Uh, Jamie and Lucy for caring about my kids. I think probably they care almost as much as I do, which is amazing. Um, Sam Merza for showing me that God is my provider. Even though God's blessed me with a lot of riches, Sam expressed God's provision for me, and uh, I want to thank him, thank God for him. Richard and Lucy for constantly showing love and care. Richard Griffin for being a listening ear. Steve and Annabelle for provoking my thinking and helping me be more sociable. That's good. <laughs> Get out there, Grant. Do something fun. That's good. Um, Phil Paisley, David Newman for friendship without expectations. My kids for being who they are. And last but not least, Ken Jarvis for being the only man willing to look at my hernia scar. <laughs> want an honest answer to this. Do you prefer this, what we're doing, or me teaching? Yes. <laughs> now, what I didn't tell you 
So I asked God to show me who answered first. And it was Teresa Walker. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, um, we'll, we'll do more of this. If you've not yet had a chance, this is about us sharing what God's doing, bringing glory to his name. And out of that, we expect that God will use it as a channel to actually stimulate and bring a new sense of expectation and purpose and enthusiasm within us as we glorify his name. But before we're any more, let's hear from James and the sole survivor. Yeah, who, who was going to say something? Sole survivor? Oh, good, it's not just me. Thank you. Do you want me to go first, guys? Okay. Um, well, it's been a privilege, really, to, to be part of um, Soul Survivor for the last three, three years. Um, we had our usual church holiday kind of weather. It rained and we had a, a big storm one night. It was quite scary. The uh, lightning sort of coming through the tent, I thought, was going to collapse at one point. Um, but I've just got a few highlights, really. Um, I guess I'm thankful to God, really, for a great sense of community. Um, it's just really fantastic being part of uh, a group of, uh, of young people, as I'm young, um, uh, a privilege to serve them because they're an absolute credit to, to their parents and to the youth leaders and, and to us as a community. They're fantastic. Um, I think for me it was just a real privilege to see their hunger for God when they were there um, and their hunger for God when they're to come back and, and do all, all the things they that God's put in them, and um, reading Ele Emily's testimony this morning was, was fantastic. Um, I'm thankful to God to, to witness so many um, young people become Christians for the first time. Uh, it was just um, amazing to see some of ours as well. Um, just They almost ran to the front. They wanted, they wanted Jesus in their hearts, and it was an absolute privilege to see that. Um, Sharing a tent with Greg and Lisa will remain in my memories forever. Watching Lisa do a parachute roll out of bed one morning was a blessing. <laughs> um, and I guess the final thing, over the years, you know, with Richard and Lucy and Anthony and Claire last year as well, and various other people, Gary and, um, Gary and Teresa, Greg and Lisa, and Tina and Harry, it was just a great sense of learning from them. Um, having time for them to input into us as well. Um, you know, when you're going through a tough time and people just come put your arm around you and say, how are you doing? Not in a patronising way, but in a, in a loving and caring way. And that, for me, just really hit home. Is The theme this year was about relationships, and it just hit the nail on the head. It's everything that invested in, in me and us as a church was really just confirmed in some of the stuff that was said this year. And I think, to finish, um, the guy, was it Andy Croft talking about Ruth and Naomi? Yeah? Um, just a sense of that, uh, you know, I will stay with you. No, I will stay with you, and, and I will go with you where you go. And that is just, like, just lifeline all over, really, for me. So I thank God for, for what's happened at Soul Survivor, and I'm just really looking forward to see the fruit of that, uh, and I'm really excited. Great. Thank you, James. Oh, guys, I'm so relieved. I was really worried. I thought you were there. 
female takeover. Um, so we had a really good time. Um, I just want to share a testimony. Um, before Southside, I'd felt like I've, I've been feeling a bit distant from God. Like I didn't really know. I didn't really feel I was living with God. And um, on the first couple of nights, I was like, I was enjoying worshiping, and I think God enjoyed me worshiping Him. But I didn't feel like I knew who I was worshiping properly, like how I did before. Um, and then I think it was a third night, um, and I think we got prayed. If we want to pray for the Holy Spirit, we could get prayer. Um, and I just, like, I started, like, being, like, receiving. And I just started crying because I always cry. And um, and I just cried quite a lot, and then I couldn't stop. But it was a good crying. And um, and um, that happened. And then I prayed with Rosie after for something. And I, th- I felt God just, like, stand right here next to me. And he put his arm around me. And... Um, that was really cool because I've never felt that before. And then even when I sat down to, like, to, yeah, just sat, he sat next to me and he put his arm around me again. And that was amazing. So, um, and then since I was five, I, like, I think God kind of, he took away whatever the relationship we had before to give me this new, like, really close relationship. Because whenever I'm literally walking around, I feel him next to me. And it's just so cool. So that was really cool. Yeah, for me, Soul Survivor, I, like, you go there every year and you're like, oh, it's Soul Survivor. Because it's like really big and it's like this amazing thing and like everything good happens at Soul Survivor. So I went there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good. I'm really looking forward to it. I went there, I enjoyed the worship, everything, but I didn't really feel like I was getting stuff. And I know you're not supposed to like feel like you're getting stuff from worship because you're giving it and then you should receive like freely or whatever. But I was just feeling like I was just a bit like, okay, God, like that. And then, so then I, I got to the like, the fourth night or third night or something, and we were watching the Holy Ghost film, the premiere, and one guy said something, and he was saying how you become the masterpiece when you're walking with Jesus and you're filled with the Spirit, and I was like, oh, that's really crazy, but like, if you become the masterpiece and you're with Jesus and you're filled with the Spirit, that means you'd have to be filled with the Spirit all the time, and I always like saw this, the Holy Spirit as something that like you ask God for like occasionally, like, okay, God, fill me with the Spirit, please, this want to like feel tingles or whatever but um and then uh, so like on one of those so uh, yeah and the nights before I was like oh I want to be filled with the spirit Jesus fill me with the spirit but I wasn't getting anything so I was like oh this is really annoying and then I started to realize that I wasn't really treating the Holy Spirit as a friend and I realized that you should treat God as a friend right but then that means you should treat God Jesus and the Holy Spirit as a friend so I started to like conversate with the Holy Spirit and like have conversations and be like hey Holy Spirit how are you like all of this stuff and just like be friends with the Holy Spirit and like just talk to him and ever since then it's just been like really cool because I would just be like oh hey Holy Spirit how are you in the morning and then like ask him to feel me and then I just feel like really good for the rest of the day and just like when I'll be walking around like God will just like pop into my head and I'll just be like oh hey Holy Spirit and just like having those conversations and it's just it's just really cool. Before I came to Soul Survivor, I didn't really like appreciate the fact that I could talk to God, and I, my attitude towards chat and catch wasn't like very positive. Like, I didn't feel like He would want to talk to me or anything. But when I went to Soul Survivor, I really felt that He, like, He really, really wanted to talk to me. So 
when I'm praying for other, like, just people I didn't really know in Soul Survivor, I'd feel he's meeting with me as well, like, just as much as he was meeting with the person I was praying with. And, like, I'll try, like, chat and catch in my tent when, like, I was alone and stuff like that. And, um, and yeah, and I'll be so, so excited to, like, worship for that night. Like, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, God, woo. But, I like, this time I was really, really excited and I was jumping with everyone. And it wasn't just in Soul Survivor as well. It was, like... I'll try, like, at night, I'll try to steal my dad's, like, expensive headphones, and I'll listen to, like, Matt Redmond, I don't know, but, yeah, I'll listen to it at night and stuff, and I just, like, I just wanted to thank the fact that he showed me that I can talk to him like a friend, not, like, like, serious and stuff, so, yeah. So, the children are coming back in, so we're just carrying on for a bit, because this is... I've been waiting for weeks to hear this. This is good stuff. Is it good stuff? Yeah. Wow, man. So just let the children come in, find their places, and what have you. If there's, a, if there's the odd child wandering around looking lost, someone rescue them. All right. Hannah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's my first time at Soul Survivor, so I didn't really know what to expect. And in a way, it was like so much more than what I expected. And I think it's really cool because a lot of stuff happened for me. And I think it was on the first night when Mike um, at the front... He said, oh, oh, yeah, if there's anyone here who feel like they want to become a Christian, maybe they've been raised in a Christian family, but maybe not really felt connected, or they want to become a Christian, um, then just come up to the front, we'll pray for you. Um, so I kind of felt God pushing me, so I went up to the front. Um, and then after, since then, I felt like almost really ra- relaxed and more connected to God, in a way. And um, also just like so many things, I was being really thankful for this like whole opportunity to go the people have organized it um it rained a lot and my tent leaked quite heavily and i want to thank richard griffin because he came and like sorted out the whole main bit and the puddles everywhere and just made sure it didn't go into our pod and stuff like that and i had an opportunity to talk to people that i didn't really know that well and just get to know them more and it was just a really cool experience so, yeah um. This was my second time going to Soul Survivor, so I kind of knew like what might go on. So I went and I, I knew God, but I felt like I wanted to trust him more than I did. And I got prayed for um, and I felt really peaceful and God had really filled me with the Holy Spirit like I hadn't been before. And I prayed for other people, which was even better. And I want to thank God for giving me the strength to not only feel the Holy Spirit in myself, but pray for other people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, On one of the nights, we were told that we could come up to get prayer. So I went up and almost instantly as people started praying, I started crying because I always cry. Yeah. Um, And then... It kept happening, and then I was filled with the Holy Spirit, like really intensely, and I fell over, and I just felt really at peace. And um, I woke up after a while, and I'd been down for 45 minutes, and it f- didn't feel like that. It felt a lot shorter, um, and I didn't, I didn't like get anything during the time I was on the floor, but I've felt that I've, be- I felt, I've kind of repented more for. Act- for bad actions that I've done, which is, you know, because usually I would do something bad and then, or 
yeah, and then not really like feel anything after. But I've now I've like if I do something wrong, even if it's small, I would feel bad until I get it sorted out. And I guess that strengthened my relationship with God because I've been talking to him more and asking for repentance more. And it's been really cool. Tim, can you give us a bit more volume on that mic? Okay. Hold the mic. Okay. Um, my story is also on the back of the newsletter if you want to read it or something. But continuing from that, I just really want to thank God that I can, I feel like I'm living more with him after I also fell over at the same time as Jen, after I cried a lot like Jen. And we were both down for 45 minutes and all of that. And I, I really felt at peace. And now I feel like I can, I'm really living right next to God. And Soul Survivor helped me to do that. Um, I went to Soul Survivor really broken from a relationship. And while I was at Soul Survivor, God just really um, healed my heart and he just showed me how much he actually loves me and that I don't need to belong to someone to feel safe because I actually belong to God. <laughs> so on the first night at Soul Survivor, they asked people to come up if they wanted to give their life to God. And I really felt that I should go up. And so I went up and I gave my life to God on the first night. And um, I think it was the second or third night, they asked people if they wanted to come up and be filled. So I went up, and normally I don't cry or anything like that, but um, I was prayed for, and I just couldn't stop crying, <laughs> and I was, like, uncontrollably shaking, and I really felt filled after. So, yeah. I was I was uh, being prayed for one night and I I fell over and I really felt like God's presence with me. I felt like he was showing me every bad thing that has happened or I've ever done in my life and he was just like he was swiping them away and deleting them and completely getting rid of them from my life and afterwards I just felt really really happy for a long time. Um, yeah, so also it was really good for me. Uh, I think the main thing that I got out of it was just seeing all the love and support in this community of Lifeline. You know, unconditional love from Grandpa Lynn, who's adopted me as, as a grandson. My, uh, my mum and dad, my sister, uh, Greg and Lisa, uh, everyone, all the leaders there were just amazing. And just, just, you know, just seeing all my friends and just seeing them being touched by God, but also knowing that I can just be open and vulnerable, but also be strong with them. Uh, just having like a 40-minute talk and a walk with Owen Jakes, uh, even though we planned to just go to the toilet. So, uh, <laughs> we, uh, yeah, that was really good. And just knowing that I can just be vulnerable to my friends and being strong with them. Um, so, yeah, a while ago I got prayed to have the heart compassion that God had for people. Um, and that was really awesome when it happened. But then for a while after that, I was kind of feeling like it kind of faded away a bit um, so I went up to get prayer one evening and just got a complete refreshment of that whole thing which was really awesome 
Um, and also, for a while, I've been feeling a bit distant from God um, and the Holy Spirit. So there's been a period of time at youth where every week I go there, feel the Holy Spirit. It was amazing. It was awesome. And then for a while, I felt like nothing was happening, really. Um, and then I just felt uh, one evening God touched me and just felt that that whole time there, he wasn't abandoning me. It was just he was setting me up for something. And it kind of refreshed my whole vision of him, basically. Um, we're really thankful to all the leaders that came, but especially mum and dad, can you come up? Um, mum and dad have done this for like ever since we started, like I think it's our third year, so I just want to really thank them for cooking and getting everything sorted out, so thanks. And this is from everyone, not just obviously me. Here you go. <laughs> This is our God. Hallelujah. Sit down for a minute. We're not finished yet. When I'm teaching, we would be finished by now. <laughs> I could go on all day. Guys, why did you make me wait all these weeks to hear? We carry on with this. Um, so... If you've not yet had your opportunity, we carry on next week. You have the opportunity next week. Now, we've saved the best to last. We have a surprise by Anthony McCarney. Okay, David and the stewarding team and helpers, if you could mobilize yourselves and bring forth the golden boxes. Okay. This won't take long, but listen carefully. In about 30 seconds time, the stewards are going to present everybody with a gift. You're all going to get a gift because we're generous, because it's fun, because we're having such good time right now. What is the gift? Well, it's one of these. It's a beautifully embossed Lifeline Church notebook. No, I need more than that. It's a beautifully embossed Lifeline notebook. <laughs> There is one for each of you, and also on the inside is a copy of that declaration that you heard during the film earlier. Uh, we're calling it the source. It's just a tool to help us at this time. So take a book for yourself. If you've got someone out in creche or children's work, you can take one for them also. The idea is that you use it as you please to record the great things that God's doing amongst us right now. There is only one rule. The rule... Okay, Stuart, yes, you can start passing them out now. Thank you. Here is the rule. It's the rule of great-granddad McKernan. Great-granddad McKernan would say this. Put name in front. <laughs> or, if you want great-granddad McKernan's longer version, put that name in front. Okay, um, these are for all the adults and the youth. Uh, the children will learn about this and get their own gift next week. <laughs> 